And now, a special edition of the Toddcast Podcast. Powered by The Pint, Vancouver's favorite sports bar at 455 Abbott Street and online at vancouver.thepint.ca. Now, here's your host, Todd Hancock. It's Kitimat, Northern BC, 1981. I'm like eight years old. I'm young. I'm a little kid. Grade four, Dr. Hook is coming to play the local hockey arena. And I'd heard these guys throughout my entire life. My mom was always playing that band. Cover of the Rolling Stone. Cover of the Rolling Stone. Sylvia's mother. Sylvia's mother said. And they you know, freaking at the Freakers Ball. All the fags and the dykes. The boogie in together. The leather freaks are dressed in all kinds of leather. Please hit me and I'll hit you. Anyway, I knew those songs. Backward, forward. I guess I still do today. Uh, my mind was was blown at the fact when I found out that I was going to see these guys play live, I distinctly remember driving to the arena you know, we parked, uh, you know, walking to get inside. The air was electric. We played them, of course, on the eight track on the, on the drive in. And I was ready for this first concert. And that is what this is all about for this week. First concert experiences. You're going to hear from 12 past guests and some of these some of these stories are absolute beauties. You're going to know Kristen Flaherty better as Kay Flay. She's an 80s baby. The Coles notes she's born in 85 in Chicago. Her dad passed away at the age of four when she was 14. She double majored in psychology and sociology at Stanford University. Today, she's one of the more laid back performers, like truly effortless in the execution. She's worthy of the Grammy nominations, the hit songs, the crazy collaborations. You know, this is a, I don't totally know. I think my first concert was like technically a Beach Boys concert, <laughs> like at an outdoor venue. You know what I mean? One of these like reunion of the Beach Boys. I have no idea who was in the right. band. The only song you remember is Kokomo. <laughs> right. <laughs> I saw um, the Beach Boys then. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, eight or something. Yeah. Um, one of the first concerts I I like bought tickets to was Coldplay. Oh wow! Parachutes. That record is, in my opinion, very it's good. Huge. I I love one. Well, and the reason I bought tickets to it was I went to Tower Records. I was in Chicago. I was in the Tower city. Records. Throwback. I went to Tower Records. It was like right before it closed, I guess, and listened to it. I had never heard of Coldplay. Right, they had those I little listening to booths. it on yeah. a listening station. And I was yeah. like, oh, this is pretty cool. And they were playing at a venue called the Aragon Ballroom in Chicago, oh, okay. and which I have Small. now played. Like, that's a 1,000 seater, 1,200? No, bigger. It, it's, like, bigger. it's like 5,000 capacity. Okay. It's pretty big. Yep. Um, and yeah, Granddaddy opened for them. And okay. I, that was like, that was one of the first, that was like, I think that was the first show where I was like, hey guys, I want to go see this show. Do you want to come with me? I went to a few other concerts that like other people bought tickets and I just kind of went. Yeah. But that was like the first decision you I made. wanted to. You're like, yeah. I'm going to this show. Yeah. If I said the name Michael Schwartz, it might not mean anything to you, but Mix Master Mike likely will. Turntables. For the Beastie Boys, Mike broke onto the scene after winning the 92 DJ Battle for World Supremacy in New York City. He kept winning championships like over and over, back to back, to the point of being asked to retire from future competition in 1994. 
It's crazy, right? You're so good at something that the organizers say, hey, hold, could you stop? Just give other people a chance. Of course, you've heard his work on so many other musicians as well, from Ozzy Osbourne to Tommy Lee to Travis Barker, Rob Zombie, Joss Stone. Check out what Mixmaster Mike said about his first concert. First concert was, well, let's see, uh, George Clinton, P-Funk, Cool in the Gang wow. at the Circle Star Theater in the Bay Area. Dude. Yeah. That's a pretty monstrous show to set the bar first off. Yeah, wow. I, I was, yeah, yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was pretty, pretty amazing and inspirational for me. I was eight years old, so something that stuck with me forever, you know, and when you're starting to talk about influential rap bands, Run DMC had better be near the top of that list, if not the top. They formed in the early 80s, Queens, New York. Uh, this is while LL Cool J, the Beastie Boys, Public Enemy were all in the game, all killing it as well. Uh, they were the first group in the genre to have a gold album, the first to be nominated for a, a Grammy Award, the first to earn a platinum album, the first multi-platinum certification, they were the first to have videos on MTV, the first uh, to appear on American Bandstand, the only hip-hop act at Live 8 85, uh, inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2009. Again, near the top, if not the top. Talk about, you know, talking to a living legend, Daryl McDaniels, DMC, Easy D. His first concert experience where he outlines his first concert. This is cool. My first, well, our first actual book concert was me and Run at the Disco Fever. That was our first concert, and Jam Master J missed the show because he was too busy shopping on Jamaica Avenue because he wanted to be so fly at the show. So we actually had another DJ, DJ Starchild from the Bronx. He had the DJ for us. Me and Run, we only had two records. It's like that circumstance. So our first official concert with us billed as Run DMC was at the Disco Fever, which is one of the most famous, infamous clubs in our hip-hop history. And then after that, we did a show. Our first out-of-state show was for a radio station. I forget what station it was, but it was in North Carolina. And uh, we went out there, and uh, when we put on It's Like That Sucker and Seas, I say about... Uh, I would say maybe 2,000, 3,000 people went totally crazy. Because wow. remember, when we first came out, there was no album. We didn't have an album yet, and there was no video, so nobody knew who Run DMC was. And then right after that, when we started doing real concerts, because it's like that, was became a national hit. Suck em Seized was um, in the streets of every state in, in America. It's like that was damn near on every radio station in America, along with Suckum Seas, but it's like that was more of our commercial hit record across the board. So we started opening for Parliament Funkadelic, Marvin Gaye, um, um, who else did we play shows with? Um, um, ZZ Top, um, 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 uh, Confunction, The Gap In. When we first dropped, 84, 85, we was opening for all of um, Cameo and, and um, 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 all the funk. The funny joke is we started opening for all the soul and funk acts that our mothers and fathers were listening to. Mm-hmm. Because it's like that was taking us everywhere where Grandmaster Flash is the message that took us. Our first concerts was, uh, you know, work in progress. And, you know, it was never like we rehearsed the show. We just went on stage and did our records. 
And every night since 1983, when we first started doing shows, everything that was improvised was added to the show, which later developed into the show, the live show that Run DMC and Jam Master J was known for doing. And you'll know John Karabi for several bands over the years, from The Scream, he was in The Union, The Eric Singer Project, he was a guitarist in Rat for a second, you remember that? He was Motley Crue's singer on their self-titled album, which is arguably their best musically, one of their uh, ever. Uh, he was in Brides of Destruction with Nikki Six. He was the singer for the Dead Daisies as well. My first concert was in, I grew up in Philadelphia, and it was Bachman Turner Overdrive. Okay. <laughs> awesome. With a band called Wet Willie, and the very first band was Bob Seger. Wow. Bob Seger opening up for BTO. Amazing. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> it had to be, man. I'm like, how old were you for that? Do you remember it like clear as day? God, I don't I I was young. Yeah. I mean back then it wasn't like you know I mean it wasn't like I was nine or ten, but I was I was God, I was maybe thirteen. Mm. But it wasn't unusual back then to, you know, hey, I want to save up six bucks and go see Bachman Turner Overdrive. Right. And, you know, your parents would give you a note like, okay, you need to get on the L elevated train and get off at this stop and then get the 75 bus that runs down here and then get off. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So um, it wasn't that unusual. Musical guests of the Toddcast podcast are powered by Pineapple Sound, providing recording and mixing services for a wide range of artists and genres since 2013. Check them out at pineapplesound.com. Masking. 
Oh, I like the sound of that. Very nice. Do you remember a, a Vancouver band, maybe about 10, maybe 12 years back now, I guess, called Stars of Boulevard? They had a few killer songs that Seafox uh, was playing at the time here and there. Their singer that of that band, Josh Jones, is part of the band you just heard. So it's Trevor Kidd and Josh Jones, and their new song is called Salvation. And when you originally heard Alex Newhook on the podcast, he was playing for the Victoria Grizzlies of the BCHL. He was their captain. Now, of course, Alex plays in the NHL for the Colorado Avalanche. First concert was a uh, was a was a rap concert in Toronto. I went with my buddy. Okay. Um, it was it was the weekend. It was a really good concert. Oh, okay, yeah. The weekend had a huge song. Uh, was it last summer or the summer before? Yeah. Uh, what yeah. was it? Uh, 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 I can't uh, fill my face. Yeah, I can't yeah. Fill my face when I'm with you. It's a great song. <laughs> yeah. NFL defensive end Christian Covington was born here in Vancouver. He's a local kid. He's crushing it. You could say that football is in his blood. His dad, Grover Covington, played in the CFL. He's a member of the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. Christian's been playing in the NFL since 2015, drafted in the sixth round. He played with the Texans, the Cowboys, the Broncos, the Bengals, currently playing with the LA Chargers. Check out what Christian said for his first concert experience. I think it was honestly the, the weekend. The weekend? Wow. Yeah, it's not the weekend, but it was literally like in 2017. No, really? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was the year that, um, it was the, it was the year I tore my bicep. Wow. <laughs> I had some free time. I remember like it was, um, I had some free time and we had an away game. I think it was like, literally, I think I was like up two months into, into rehab. So I was like, obviously out of my swing and stuff like that. Mm. And, um, uh, one of my former, my former team nutritionist on the Texans, he hit me up and he was just like, Hey bro, I know you're in town. Do you want to go the weekend? See the weekend this, this, uh, uh, yeah, do you want to go see the weekend tonight? I'm just like, uh, you got tickets. I'm like, he's like, yeah. Oh yeah. Let's go. Nice. Nice. (laughs) So yeah, I think, yeah, that was my first ever concert. Interesting. And only a couple of years ago. Only a couple of years ago. If you were like me and semi-glued to the Tokyo Olympics, perhaps you saw Evan Dunphy become an Olympic medalist. He placed third, got a bronze in the 50K race walk. Listen to Evan's first concert. I was pretty late to the game. It was, um, it was a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert in oh, wow. 2010. Um, my, uh, my mom had uh my mom's company had corporate had box seats and and she was uh kind enough to lend them to three of my friends three of my 20 year old friends and um yeah we didn't get invited back (laughs) (laughs) geez that was probably a fun night then (laughs) i'm i'm sure it probably was you're like i think i remember it being yeah and staying with the olympics canadian american bobsledder kaylee humphreys won gold for Canada in the 2010 and 2014 Winter Olympics. She won bronze in 2018. And this year, racing in the Monobob event, she won gold for America. If you're going like, what? Gold for Canada and the States? Yeah, she switched to represent the U.S. at the Olympics because of alleged abuse and harassment that she'd faced from the Canadian Bobsled Federation. Listen to Kaylee talk about her first concert. Garthbrook. And to date, my wow. only concert that I've ever been to. So I've seen him three times. And uh, Garth Brooks is my all-time favorite ever. And he's the only artist that I've seen, but I've gone to his concert three times. Toddcast Sporting Guest Visits are powered by Capit Chilliwack, providing the best quality products and services for you and your truck. 
online at facebook.com slash chilliwackcapit.
It's almost like you got to be licking your fingers. Like that's finger licking good rock. The band is called The Post War and a new song called Exile. That's from their recently released self-titled new album, Killer Band. Have always dug these guys. They've always had a really big sound. Perhaps we can get them doing a podcast show if we can get something going once again. I mean, everything that they've given me over the years is always solid. Uh, If you've been following and listening, I guess, over the years, you've no doubt uh, heard me talking about my time at Fox doing the afternoon show. I did it for 12 years. I was there for 15. Uh, The Rock Report, the 6 o'clock Rock Report, people still talk to me about that show. It is the foundation of who I am as a broadcaster today. And one of my partners in crime over the years was Danger, Darren Grieve. You can hear him now, present day, on City News Vancouver, 96.9 Jack FM, 101.1 Whistler FM. And if you know Danger at all, you will not be surprised at who his first concert was. 10 years old, Kiss, in Kiss. 1979, uh, Dynasty Tour. Wow. I bugged, I bugged my dad. who took you to that? My dad. I was 10, man. That is bad. My, da- my best friend at the time, Dave White, we're still buddies. Uh, he was a ki- equal kiss, kiss freak. We're pretty much friends because of Kiss, actually. Yeah. Uh, my so, dad. So, what have been like Destroyer or what? No, uh, Dynasty. A Dynasty. Dynasty record. tour. Okay. Yeah. 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 Silver color and, or cover. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah. With, I was made for loving you. And all. So, yeah. they were on their way the, down. The, but, dis- the disco phase. The... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it was still the original band. Right. And we went and saw the show. My dad, myself, and then my buddy Dave White and his sister Wendy. And Wendy was like a hippie chick, had an old biker boyfriend, really cool chick. But she goes to my dad's my dad. And my dad's a really cool dude. But. Wendy was a partier, right? So she goes to a concert, brings doobies. The right. whole she gets it's taken on, inside strip search the whole nine yards, and my dad's now mad and he's embarrassed. And, right. and we're kids, right? We're just little kids, and right. she she got taken inside and everything else. But we watched the show. I had to bug him for weeks to get those tickets. Weeks. He finally caved. We were at Woodward's in, in, in seventy nine. So where did you see him? Coliseum. Coliseum. Yeah, Loverboy wow. opened up, and they only lasted. Loverboy. And they la- only lasted like three or four songs. They got they were getting so many boos. Really? That they actually cut her short. You'll likely know Danielle Ruiz for a few reasons. Now, she's been in Fredericks of Hollywood ads, Hustler Apparel. Back in the day, she was featured in Maxim. Remember that magazine? Love that rag. Or maybe it's from being Hawaiian Tropics Miss Brazil 2010. She's been a Monster Energy Dime Squad girl, a host and Royal Flush girl in the World Poker Tour. You've seen her on the small screen, Cougar Town, CSI, Entourage, Friends with Benefits. Rod Stewart. And Rod I Stewart. In Fantastic. He's my favorite, and I need to go see him in Vegas. Yes, I lived in his shirt for literally 12 years until literally, like, it disintegrated. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love oh, Rod Stewart. Man. I wish him happy birthday every single day on Twitter. That is I don't know so how I'll get him. good. <laughs> I love yeah, this. Yeah, that's my very first concert. <laughs> and how old were you? And, and, and what do you specifically remember about the show? Well, I was seven, and I just remember, like, because I used to listen to, like, when I was little, I'm pretty sure I was, like, seven years old. I had to be, yeah, seven, six or seven or something, but I just remember it so distinctly. It was at um, Hollywood Bowl, and I just remember cool. standing on top of, like, the bench thing or whatever and just, like, jamming out. <laughs> that is awesome. 
We had on Dr. Brooke Goldner a few years ago. Now, she's written three best-selling books, Goodbye Lupus, Goodbye Autoimmune Disease, and Green Smoothie Recipes to Kickstart Your Health and Healing. You've seen her in, in documentaries like Eating You Alive, Whitewashed, The Conspiracy Against Your Health. She's been on the cover of Vegan Health and Fitness Magazine three times, the cover of Fit Over 40. Dr. Goldner is known worldwide for developing a nutrition-based treatment for her own autoimmune disease, lupus. Listen to Dr. Goldner's first concert experience. Pink Floyd division bell. Pink Floyd. Wow. What a bar to set. Yeah, and actually it was with my dad, and (laughs) my dad had gotten tickets through his business at the time, and uh, and I was so excited. And it was funny because the one song I really wanted to hear was to hear them sing The Wall, and uh, mm-hmm. and my dad, you know, finally hit midnight, and it was a school night. My dad was like, we got to go. And right as we walked into the parking lot, we started singing it. And he let me sit in the parking lot and listen to it uh, and then got me my tie-dye T-shirt, which I wore all the way through. Gosh, that, that, that T-shirt I wore till it had holes in it uh, in my 20s. But the funniest part was the next day I did go to school, but I was a bit late. And when I handed them my notes, uh, the, the person that took my note said, um, next time you want to pretend you're sick in the morning, don't wear your concert t-shirt to school. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> love it. I love it. And you'll know actress Kristen Renton for a couple key roles. She played the recurring role of I'm a Tight on Sons of Anarchy. She was Morgan Hollingsworth on Days of Our Lives. But you've seen her in like Anger Management with Charlie Sheen. CSI New York, The OC, The Glades. She started off modeling and then got into acting later on. The Monkees. Come on, serious? The Monkees? How old were oh, you? Oh, yeah. I was obsessed with the Monkees when I was younger. <laughs> Absolutely. Monkees, Beach Boys. Oh, yeah, I grew yeah, up on that music. That's amazing. When everybody else was listening to, like, 80s, you know... <laughs> New Kids on the Block. I'm like, no, screw your New Kids on the Block. I'm going to go to the Monkees. Wow. Yeah, Absolutely. The original boy band. <laughs> do, you, do you still see many shows or just too busy? Um, I, uh, you know, I haven't been to a concert in a while. I, I may be going to one tonight. I'm not sure, but, um, oh, it's been a while. I just, I can't, I'm, I am, I travel so much and, and I'm, I'm always so busy. It's hard for me to purchase tickets for something. And then, you know, I end up leaving or mm-hmm. having to be out of town or having a charity event going on. So, um, you know, I, I don't get to nearly as many as I would like to. I, I absolutely have to see Adele at some point. Podcast Podcast Entertainment Guest Visits are powered by Canuck Auctions, Canada's largest memorabilia and collectibles auction house. Find them online at CanuckAuctions.com. Yeah!
Figured I'd uh, wrap up the podcast, Melting Your Face Off with Arlo Wells and a banger for those guys called Siren. You got to think they're one of Vancouver's best for the genre. Every single song they've given us to play is simply outstanding. Arlo Wells, Siren. Uh, Yeah, so please tell your friends about this podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud. We're on YouTube as well. All the interviews, all the full interviews, we post them up on our YouTube uh, page. Uh, comment and rate the podcast as well. You can search it out through what else? Toddcast podcast. Big thanks to all of our phenomenal sponsors. Of course, huge props to the pint, our new title sponsor, the podcast powered by their longtime supporters having sponsored many times over the years. We'll be doing meetups and pre-connect games and watch some UFC fights. Nate and the crew down there are some of not only the best, but some of the nicest in the biz. 455 Abbott. You can check them out online at vancouver.thepint.ca. You can find links to all sponsor websites at toddhancock.ca. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast, you can for as little as 10 bucks a day. Contact info is at the homepage. Maybe we'll have a beer, have a coffee, see what's up. And If you help us find a sponsor, we'll give you a commission based on that ad buy. If you know a business that should sponsor us, let them know and we'll take it from there. Till next week, don't be an asshole. Nobody wants to be around that. Have fun, play hard, and most of all, believe in yourself. You've been listening to the Toddcast Podcast, powered by The Pint. Vancouver's favorite sports bar at 455 Abbott Street and online at vancouver.thepint.ca. 